Welcome back, everybody. The Geometry is approved. It's 4-5th podcast. I'm Matt. Big John Stud over there. The J-Lo. What's up? What's going on? Happy birthday, brother. Thank you, bud. Big one. The big yep. one. Welcome Absolutely. to the club. Wild Bill. What's going on, bro? What's up, man? Not much, dude. Want to start things off right tonight by giving a shout-out to one of the GOATs. We lost a year ago today, Kobe Bryant. Shout-out to the Mamba. Much respect. Gone but not forgotten, right, fellas? Yeah, it's uh, you wake up this morning, you kind of see a couple Instagram posts, and you know you you, you get reminded, and it's uh, it's it's fresh still. It's still fresh. Yeah, you just think back of the year we had. It was like every once in a while, you would be, you were like, man, it seems like Kobe Bryant died five years ago. Until today, when you woke up, and you're like, man, it's already been a year. It's just weird how time plays tricks on you sometimes you know well especially in this nightmare nightmare hellscape of a plague that we're trying to get through yeah it's starting to become like groundhog day for me i don't know about you guys but it's like you know more than ever now it's like you know everyone has their routine through through the work week you know you wake up you do you put on your coffee and you know maybe you take a shower every morning and you everyone has their routine right but it's been amplified now. It's like it's it's gotten even more routine. I feel. It's, what are um, what are real pants? <laughs> I don't know. I've been wearing the same. I've been wearing the same pair of joggers for like like five days. I feel joggers. like when I, go, when I go back to work, I'm gonna have to get like some sort of like fancy sweatpants to wear. No, I think I I was I ran this by a couple of coworkers, and. Um, I think that for the first day back, I think everyone should show up exactly the way they were dr- dressing during quarantine idea. so we could just all see, you know what I mean, and celebrate it. Brilliant. It's brilliant. And then the next day, just like come like, you know, dress. Nah, bro. I, 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 I think you're going to see a lot of places relax their dress codes permanently and relax coming into the office. Per- like it's going to change everything. Like, yeah. I'm going well, to have to shower more too. Fuck. Uh, shower, yeah. <laughs> Wear deodorant. I haven't worn deodorant, and I can't tell you. Oh my god, my wife is killing me. I mean, especially like when it's cold out, and you're not really doing a lot. Like you get up, you get a shower, and you're you're good to go. Like, well, you know, the, the shower now is like it it it, it like kind of makes you feel like it kind of motivates you. You know, it's like oh, all right, I got a shower, I feel good. I got like a half an inch of scum off my body, and I'm I'm ready to like. Wash, wash it off you. Yeah, I'm ready to like go sit back down on the couch and really get through some Netflix shows now. You know, it's like motivating. But I'm, um, I'm yeah, really- I mean, I don't know, man. Light at the end of the tunnel, right? We got these vaccines coming out. Who knows? Remember, we'll, we'll be back down in the basement before you know it, man. We'll have our microphones, our headsets on, and remember- it'll be. We'll be like, remember that <laughs> pandemic, man? What a pain in the dick. Remember when you were like, oh, I, how many shows do you think we're going to – you're like counting episode oh, four. Like, <laughs> what was, was the over and under, like 10? Yeah. <laughs> well, remember with work, they were like, hey, see you in two weeks. Yeah. Woo, 
it's going to be wild. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And, and like, there were things that I left at the office because I'm like, we'll be back in like two, three weeks. It's no big deal. Jesse, you can go to 7-Eleven and get another Halo cup, bro. No, no. I, <laughs> my, I have like my favorite um, little tiny mini thermos from um, my brother-in-law's coffee com- or coffee shop slash coffee company. Like it's the perfect size for putting like cold brew and everything in. And it's sitting on my desk at work. And it's like, you need to go support and go buy another one. He's he doesn't that one size. He does not. It was a, um, it's got so much mold in it now. Probably it's like uh, its own ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God. Is there really coffee in there still? No, it's Uh, probably dry. by the face. It looks like, so I stopped counting it looks like, according to my little book here, episode 16, which was episode – or quarantine episode 16, which was episode 47. We're now on episode 70. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah. We've been, we've been doing this podcast remote for quite some time now. Do you think we could podcast, like, and get our vaccines, like, on, on like, live air? On, like, Facebook Live? Like, oh, and here goes Bill with the shot. Oh, here Bill's getting a shot. Bill has had a reaction to the shot. We should, He's arrange, we should arrange it so we get to vaccinate each other. So Jesse <laughs> gets to sh- sh- give John the shot. I get to give Bill the shot. Bill gets to give Jesse. And we just all just go around. Jesse, why did you stab me in the stomach? It's supposed <laughs> to go in the arm. Right in the neck. Right yeah, in the neck. Matt, I was thinking neck. Right yeah, in the, right in the neck. <laughs> You wild man! Oh, yeah, you're crazy. Man. You're crazy. <laughs> Got a fucking dart in your neck, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. There, Jesse's like starts and shows you the the vaccine, the vaccine, and then whoa, wow, bam! He switches with a fucking tranquilizer dart. He's just like, Ka-pow! oh my god! Bill, Bill's got the uh, Bill's got a little cutout in in his uh, in his mask. He's got a cigarette in there. You know, smoking some cigs. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, Bill, we, we see we see a little bit more of your face tonight. It's good. We, we got, like, from the nose okay. up. Right. We got from the nose up tonight. It's like his computer doesn't have a hinge. I wonder if it's Bill... The, it, it does slide back, like the... It's whatever it's called, the screen. I guess I don't know where the tech part is. It's called a screen. The, the, well, I didn't know if there was another... The surface that that projects us onto you is called a screen. Yes, I only see ones and zeros when I look at the screen anyway. So uh-huh. in the matrix, baby. Yeah, Bill. Bill's in the matrix. Um, but no, it does slide back. Like it really does. That's why one of the reasons I'm going to get a new one sooner. I, like it's not obnoxiously sliding, but if you kind of jiggle it, like you hit it, like it'll it'll go back a little bit, and then I just don't. Why don't you push it forward and then hinge it with like a chopstick? Oh, it's, it's not that loose. It's not like. I mean, I would fix that. I'd, I'd grab my toolbox and fix that. Yeah, like you fixed the gas leak in his house. Oh, God. Shout out the Berlin Fire Department. <laughs> and and the truck is running smoothly again. Smoothly, <laughs> just for fans. Don't be worried. It, oh, my vehicle always operates top notch. Top notch. You go outside, and the first thing you notice is those brand new lug nuts, little glisten, little glisten off of them. A little shine. <laughs> a little lens flare. I'm going on 73. I get double takes. It's like, damn, you know, that guy got some fucking lug nuts, son. I'm like, goddamn right, <laughs> kid. 
I keep them clean. I keep them clean. Bill's out there with the, the little the armor all the, the little armor all sh- shine. Uh, I totally have the chamois. Where were those? Uh, like, are, are, they, are, are they chamois? Like those little orange rags that like absorb water a little bit? Are those the chamois? Yes. Yeah, sham wows. Those yeah. are sham wows. Yeah, I, I had a sham wow back in the day. So really double guy, he was like a psychopath. Yeah, the sham wow guy. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be blocked on Twitter eventually. <laughs> he'll be banned. They still make Chia Pets? Yeah, man. Sure. Oh, yeah, dude. They make the Bob Ross Chia Pet. And they make, like, the, um, the Grogu the, from uh, Mandalorian Chia Pet. They make all of them, bro. I think you can also get somewhere on Etsy. I think someone will make one of yourself. I remember the first time I saw a Chia Pet was in Woolworth in the Ashland Mall. Which was right next to the JC Pennies on the on the first level, old school, mm-hmm. and it was in the window. They had a big like display of them, and I was just like dumbfounded by them. My dad was just like, "That's a fucking plant." Like, look at it. He's like, "It's so big. You put it in your room." He's like, "Fucking thirty nine ninety five. Like, because they were like expensive when they came out. First came oh out. yeah. And I was like begging for it. He's like, "Get the fuck out of here! That's just a plant." I'll go buy a plant. We'll go. We're we'll gonna dabble it. Get some powder. Put it. In. We'll put a fucking plant for yeah, the tree. Plant. plant. We'll, we'll plant a tree in the yard. How's that? There's it's like, and, and, and that's what it is. I mean, you know, now I see. You know, now they're probably because I because you know that. Yeah, I guess the last time I saw him was at like a Rite Aid or something, like in one of those like. Oh yeah, they'll yeah yeah they'll get the trigger moment for you, Bill. Was that like the trigger moment where like you couldn't have it, so now you had to go back to the store and take some things that weren't yours? Listen, <laughs> I have too many trigger moments to allow that one to dominate the other ones, but I actually remember that as a fond memory. Because like, Eshelon Mall used to be like the coolest mall around. Like Eshelon Mall. Exilorama. Yeah, man. Exilorama, man, with the indoor roller coaster. That was so fucking loud. If he's, I mean – I, I don't know how the employees didn't like suffer like hearing loss, like working an eight hour shift in there with that pig, like, like firing off. Well, and you had the, the RC boats. Yep. And you had uh laser tag and laser the tag, the virtual cars for dollar theater that I remember dollar movie theater. Oh right? yeah. The, the bottomless pit of popcorn. God, it was everything dude. And you know, it, it had the wall, Sam Goody, so many awesome Suncoast video, that movie store. Yep. You know, it would be great. Like, you know how everything's like coming back retro now, like all that shit. It would yeah. be awesome to like recreate that again and see if it would like take off. What? What a, a mall? <laughs> no, like, like the, the whole like. Exilorama? You know, Exilorama with like the movie, the cheap movie theater. Like, at least yeah. they get kids like out and about, not at home, like glued to their goddamn phones. I don't know. Oh, I, yeah. feel like it, I feel like it's, I feel like that, like that shit's hit or miss. Like, they built something like that in the Meadowlands up in North Jersey. It's like an action park. It's, the, it's everything. I forget what it's called, but it's like it's literally like miles and miles big, and like it's like already going out of business. Like is it, that the Disney right park? Now. No, it's not the Disney park. Hold on, let me see what it's called. No, it was like an X Games type of thing. No, it's called um, isn't it called Dream or whatever? American Dream or something like that, Jesse. I'm gonna see. Uh, so, remember, remember Morristown Mall? They had the um. They the skate the uh, skate park in there too. Yeah, vans the van skate park. Yeah. So 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 quick back to the Chia Pet. They have a Philadelphia Flyers gritty Chia Pet. Oh boy. They have a Mr Miyagi Karate Kid Mr Miyagi Chia Pet. 
Rest in peace. Yeah. They have a Pennywise from um, It, Chia Pet. Uh, the Bob Ross one. Here's the Grogu one. They have a, a Richard Simmons one, a Predator one. Yeah, they have quite a, quite a few. Bill, you can you can definitely scratch that itch now. Right, next time we go over to record at, 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 <laughs> in person, there's going to be like a ton of Chia Pets. There's a Mr. T one. Oh, that's a dope one. Yes, yeah. it's called American Dream. It's like an all one. It's like amusement park water. It's like ten things in one. It's like it's supposed to be like an experience. Yeah, you've got the. You can go snowboarding in there. Everything. Yep. Yeah, they oh. have. Yeah, didn't they have like? It's just one drop, right? Like a snowboard hill or something. Yeah, it's like the. It's like a bunny hill. Yeah. This place looks legit. Was it like five hundred dollars for the day? I that I don't know. But I mean, I mean, it literally costs like hundreds of millions, if not, I don't know, even billions of dollars. I mean, they, they built this thing for like ten fucking years. Yeah, it used to be called Xanadu. The first time it went out of business. Correct. Oh, I remember it by that name. And like, yeah, because I mean, it, it's been bought a few times by different, you know, property managers and developers and whatever. Um, but it's, I mean, the pandemic is just destroying that place. And yeah. that's when they finally opened. It's like, yeah, well, I was like, literally, like, and it already had like week reviews because it was starting like so late but then it was like the pandemic was like the fucking that guy probably talking about drinking bleach <laughs> that guy that took it over oh yeah. my but i mean that that's one of those things that's supposed to be like but again like i don't know the kids do that anymore like, i don't think kids like i mean i think kids like to hang out like in their own spot like rooms and just like be on facetime with their ipads and phones like i think that's that's still that's their wheelhouse well, and it's supposedly just an absolute nightmare to, to like get there to to get off of the turnpike to get to the place to park. It's mm-hmm. just like a logistical nightmare, and I think they even make you pay. I think you have to pay to park. Probably, I mean, it's an amusement park or something, so I would think they probably do in where it's at. But yeah, I, I think those kind of things are going to go by the wayside. I think. Uh, I mean, shit, I drive by Clementon Park all the time, and I, I look at that roller, that wooden roller coaster, and it's like, you couldn't fucking pay me to ride that thing now when they open no. up again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Clementon Park, bro. But I mean, that place used to be, you know, I, I had a moment. So, so I used to go there every year. My, my dad's company used to rent it out for once a day, and like, it was a company picnic there, and everything was fucking free in the park. And it was, you know, when you're younger, a pretty dope place, but like, man, like, even before the pandemic, people would go on, on rides, and I would just stop at the light and look at it and be like, who the fuck would get on one of those rides and, like, trust it? Like, even the teacups are going to throw your five-year-old off it. So, Speaking man. of amusement parks, how about Novacare Complex? That seems like a good no, a good circus going on right now. We got a regular clown car going on, rolling up in there every day. <laughs> at nap time for our coaches are so goddamn young. This is our nap time, guys. When we have our cookies. So since <laughs> the last time we've had a, we've met on this uh, this awesome podcast, our coaching staff has pretty much flipped. <laughs> New head coach, OC, running game coach, pass co- coordinator, defensive coordinator, defensive line coach. Um, oh no, our run game coordinator staying. I'm sorry. So. Wasn't well, yeah. the running game coordinator? We have to. We, well, we said goodbye to Deuce Daly. <clears throat> um, 
you know, a lot, some a lot of people in this town think he should have had a a fair shake at the head coaching job, but you know, there's there's a lot of difference of opinion of that. Um, you know, Bill, I think you were you were saying earlier that you know he could have been like a Mike Tomlin. I think it it could have been it could have been one of two ways. Uh, the Mike Tomlin 2.0 or Mike Singletary 2.0. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, it's a fair assessment. I mean, I'm not like outraged. He didn't get it. It's just, I, I'm, I'm hoping that this Sirianni guy just, I mean, from everything they say, wowed him so much that he was a kind of a last minute, uh, a add to the process. But I mean, now you're reading that he was on a lot of guys watch lists for the next, for the coming years. So it's, you know, like they say, you know, would you rather be a year early getting the guy you should get or wait and miss out on a guy like, you know, because so that's what I guess what I'm thinking, maybe that it was going to fall Deuce's way. But the Sirianni guy kind of came in last minute and just wowed them enough to kind of, you know, I guess, nudge, you know, nudge him out of the way. And uh, I, I guess I'm just relieved it's not Josh McDaniels. I mean, that just would have been a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Real tough spill. I mean, that would have been hard to get motivated to be like, I mean, it's it, it just Chip Kelly 2.0. I mean, that's all it is. And, I mean, Chip had success. And Josh, I mean, could have success. But it's like, I mean, Jeff never hired a retread. And that would have been a fucking real shitty retread to hire. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I mean, but the team, but, but well, you know, you mentioned that it's since our last recording, we have a new coach, a new staff, new D coordinator, new O coordinator. Still haven't heard one thing from our franchise quarterback, which is always nice to hear. And I really don't – I never bought into it, and I'm not going to buy into it that he had nothing to gain. Bullshit. You have everything to gain from winning back your fan base, from talking to them, and being a human being. So that aspect has not changed, and I really don't Well, don't worry, Bill. This new coaching staff is fixing that. They're, they're fixing all that. I hope this guy Nick comes in and – Says, you know what? I don't want to either. You know, I don't know because, you know, I'm not sold on Jalen either. You know, I'm okay with him getting, you know, getting a shot, you know, in training camp if it's competition against Carson or if we draft somebody. But, you know, I just, at this point, I, if we're, I mean, if we're really getting everything fresh start, I, I, I really don't even care if Carson goes somewhere else and kills it. I really just have a hard time wanting to root for this guy. Well, that's the interesting thing, too. And I wanted to ask you guys, like, what do you think the pulse of the city is overall, like, with Carson? Like, what, what, do, you, what do you think the percentage is, like, where the line is? Is it 70-30? Like, it's like, like, no matter what, like, we're, we're just done with Carson? Or do you think it's flipped the other way where, like, you know, people are still holding out hope for Carson and want to see him succeed in Philly? I mean, yeah, probably 60-40, 70-30. I think most people are like have absolutely turned on him and he'll get booed relentlessly if they let fans in next year. It's it's not going to be good. It it's going to be a fucking mess. And while the best thing that could happen to this team is we get some version of 2017 to 2000 you know, 18 Wentz back, if, if they can do that, that's great. And that gives us a chance to actually be competitive in this division while they rebuild the roster. But I mean, Jesus, it, it this has never happened before. Like a, a guy going from MVP at, at his age, going from an MVP level guy 
to a top 10 level guy to the bot to the worst quarterback in the league in three years. Yeah. It doesn't happen. I mean, we experienced frustration in like the later McNabb years, but this is like an anomaly, you know? So, so it's like, what is he hurt? It is, you know, did, cause you watch those videos of like what, what he did in 2017. The only guy that would, could do the stuff that he did between his legs and his arm was Mahomes. That was it. And it's gone. That's gone. And I don't know if it was just, he just got super lucky for that, that strength that where he like everything worked, you know, or the knee and the back and everything else. That concussion rung his bell to the point where it's just, it, it, it knocked all of that, all that talent out of his body. The, the, and you, you can't, I mean, the, that back injury was not a, I mean, he broke his back and like he blew his knee out. Like it, at some point, regardless of how strong you are and how good of an athlete you are, like there's only so much abuse, like major injuries a body can take before your body's just like, we saw with Andrew Luck, right? I mean, that guy was supposed to be the coming, the second coming of, uh, of Christ. The well, NFL, I mean, you know what I mean? honestly, if the Colts ruined him. Like, if they actually got him a better coaching staff to start out with, and and we're like, oh, we've got this guy who might be, you know, the 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 next generational quarterback. Maybe we should, you know, have an offensive line that's not built out of like balsa wood, and yeah. and like twigs. Yeah. And he just got destroyed. Yeah. And that was it. And he well, got. I mean, the Eagles getting- have had their fair share of O line problems. Yeah. And I mean, he got tired of getting hurt. Like, I I get it. Like, it sucks getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be able to walk the rest of your life. I think. I mean, to to, to piggyback on what Jesse's saying, I agree with him. I think it's probably seventy, thirty, eighty, twenty of just the fatigue of of Carson Wentz. It's like, like, you know, you go into this season with this new coach, and you go, oh, can can he fix him? And you go like, well, if he can't, like, isn't that a waste of a year of a new coach? Like, shouldn't the coach kind of like do what he wants to do, regardless of what Carson wants to do? Like, yeah, it's his new job. Like, if he wants to draft Zach Wilson because he likes him, maybe he'll draft Zach Wilson. I, I don't know. I just I think that this fan base is is ready for, you know, a, a new. I don't want to say they're ready for a new regime, but they're ready for the rebuild. I think, like I said, it's it's time. And um, I, I just think Carson is probably – Jesse always says that he throws one pick and the boo-birds will be out. And I, I, don't, I don't disagree with him one bit. Um, I, I just think that it's time for a, 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 you know, a new guy at the helm. Yeah, and you know, judging on the, the – you know, there's just a steady stream of reports that keep coming out that it seems like Carson is – you know. He's he's right there. He's right there with us in terms of, you know, the having mutual feelings. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's just as frustrated and fatigued with Phil, being in Philadelphia as we are having him here. So maybe it's just you know to your point, John. It's just it's time. Or, I, do, you, I, but, or, or do you give it four weeks or half a season? But even then, that's just a that's just a mess. Sorry. It, it, but if you do that and it doesn't work, you blow up your salary cap for two years. Yep. And at that point, 
you you've now said, all right, we're we're eating two years. We're gonna be we're gonna be what we are for two years till we can clear this contract off the books. And at that point, you've got a general manager who hasn't wrapped himself in glory lately with this contract and everything that goes on. And if they have two terrible seasons back to back because of all this, he's going to be entering a, a lame duck year for the general manager. If, if Jeffrey Lurie turns around and then extends Howie Roseman again, the fan base would be just, they'd ready. They'd be ready to storm the stadium. If they're, you know, end of, end of the year, two years from now, they, a report comes out. Hi, Roseman's just signed a new four year deal to be the GM of the Philadelphia Eagles. If the, if we're looking at the Eagles at that point, like six and 10, you know, five and 11, you'd be like, the fuck are they doing? And th- I mean, that's where you start looking like if they don't move him now, these are the things that could happen. Like if, if you can't turn him around, then you you you're nuking the two the next two years. Yeah, I think I think that's I think personally I'd look at that as like sort of what what Bill said earlier is like get him out of here if he doesn't want to be here, and then deal with the consequences. And the consequences that are like you're saying, Jesse, you're gonna you're gonna have a, a dumpster fire of a cap hit, but maybe within that time we can really hone on in the draft and and focus on that aspect and sort of coaching up players rather than trying to like compete maybe and i and i hate to say that because like that's not my mo but you you kind of like laid your bed you got to kind of you kind of got to sit in it so there's really no way to get out of that and if a guy doesn't want to be here it's very similar to like what deshaun watson's going through right now and even the reports of like with aaron Rodgers, like yeah you know, and, and, and there's there's a litany of, of of quarterbacks that we've talked about on our text thread of, of guys that want to leave now, and it's it's it could be a um, Matt Stafford. Yeah, it could be musical chairs of quarterbacks. Jared Goff isn't in good standing. I saw a thing from the GM said the Sneed said he's a Ram as of right now. This yeah, oh, he's done. He, Goff is done. I mean, so him and Wentz, same situation, both same contracts. When I think Goff got a little more than Carson, like a tad more than Carson, but I think I think the, I think when a franchise doesn't believe, I mean, you say it all the time, John, and everybody say, I mean, a most most important position in sports. When a franchise doesn't believe you're the guy, that's the foundation. There's no reason to go forward with anything. If he's not the guy, then get move on and try to find the guy. And I, I think that's for one second, Bill. Flyers win. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, that's great. Great. Jesse, I think I want Jalen Waddle now too. By the way, so Jalen. <laughs> I mean, he's he's he, he was. I'm talking, so- I'd have Devontae or Chase, but if those two are gone, I'll gladly take Waddle and I'll, and I'll be happy. I'm not Tyler's down. It's just like he's goddamn Tyree Kill. He. I mean. That's the, the stuff that that they did with him last year. He made on a week to week basis. He made Rugs and Judy look like average players because he was the one. You know, yeah, like um, Judy would make the the long touchdown grabs, but like Rugs would be the one doing like ridiculous shit with the ball in his hands, burning guys for 30, 40 yard plays out of nowhere and 
you know, when, when he broke his ankle earlier in the year against Tennessee, I, I didn't think like that was Alabama's season over at that point, but I was concerned that they wouldn't have the firepower to win the national championship. And then, you know, Slim Reaper comes out of nowhere and just bosses everybody. So the, the only knock is you would then have two wide receivers that are, you know, under, you know, five foot nine. Well, it says here they they list Waddle at five ten, one eighty five. All right, so he's five five ten, maybe in with with spikes on, but like, I kind of gather he's like that's about he's a little taller than Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill's about one eighty. I mean, he's thick, Tyreek. Yeah. So I mean, that's every NFL comparison says Tyreek Hill. So I like that comparison. I take that on my team. And I mean, you'll you'll have like a third string quarterback thrown to him. That'd be great. Very true, John. But in Kuyper's review thing, he said he could easily start with with Rager. Like those two could start on the outside together. Yeah. Like they're they're not playing the same position. So Uh, I am all in on figuring out, like, if they trade Carson Wentz, I am all for them taking a quarterback at six. And and, and I I think they will. I mean, all in. You, if, if he likes, if he likes Justin Fields and he drops, if he likes, you know, um, you know uh, Zach Wilson, if he likes Trey Lance, any of those guys, and 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 that's going to be his guy for the next four or five years. I'm fine with it. Whatever. But the, the flip side is you also have to be careful that you're not, you know, the Bears where you're like, oh, we need a quarterback, we got to take one in the first round, and you you take a mutt like yeah, if sure it's the right one if if the quarterbacks start going off the board like one two beyond that there's there's not there's not a guy on there that i would take in the first round there, there's really not like when when you could say you could get where the eagles are you could get the best wide receiver on the board i don't want him but the best linebacker on the board the best corner on the board you might be able to get the best the best tight end will be on the board like the legit consensus best picks at eight or nine positions are going to be still on the board so it's like do you take one of them or do you take the third or fourth quarterback in the first round and i think that's silly like i would rather I you're be surprised on what's taken to be honest with you i think i think teams like the jets all right, we know who's going number one, right? That's where we can agree. Uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence going. But number two, like if reports are true and they go to Sean Watson, if they if they want Deshaun Watson, like they're gonna have to give that pick up. Pa, yeah, I, and and I, I think that there's going to be a lot of movement from there, and probably even the Dolphins. I'd be surprised if they're still there. Well, and the Dolphins. I don't know what they all want to do. Dolphins want want uh, Watson, apparently. They're yep. ready to give up on two. The all. Jets and the Jets and Dolphins are the, and like that might be that might be all great, and they might not give up this year's pick. They could give up next year's pick, and then you could like you could draft like the, excuse me, like Jamar Chase, and still have room for Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's pretty good. I I don't think there's a GM the, as bad as Houston is. They need a they need a number one pick back this year because they don't have one because of the Tunsil trade. So like. They're not going to be like, yeah, we'll take an IOU on on a on a top five quarterback. They're going to be like, nah, you're giving us a first now, and you're giving us a first next year too. Or maybe, or maybe they're okay with tanking again next year. I mean, I mean they, they don't have a coach, so 
they don't have a coach. And I mean, they're, they're probably going to trade Watt too at this point, or he's going to ask to be traded. Like it's, that's a dumpster fire, that team. I mean, there's literally, I mean, there's gotta be 10 to 12 quarterbacks that either could leave, move. And then you add in like the top three in the draft and you're like, well, then you got to plug them in, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and, but also think about it this way. So if we trade Wentz, we just wasted a second round pick on a quarterback last year. If we, he's your guy, he's your, he's your, he's your bridge guy. Well, no, no, that's unacceptable. You do not use second round picks on bridge quarterbacks. That's unacceptable. That's a piss poor use of resources. We could have gotten a starting linebacker or a starting safety with that pick. And you're, oh, that's a bridge. No, bullshit. Said he could be a bridge to the next guy. But again, that's why we have four wins this year. Dumb decisions like that. No. The the reason why four wins has nothing to do with Jalen Hurts. What? Carson Wentz played like shit, and this team underperformed. Yes, but, under under all around Carson Wentz. It's not because of the Jalen Hurts. Well, no, but it's it's decisions like that for the last three years. Oh, we'll give a third for Jannard Avery. Jannard Avery's played two games in the last two years. Like it's those sorts of decisions, like the I'm the smartest guy in the room type shit. You look at our roster, and you're like, oh, that's why we have four wins. Yeah, Wentz had a historically terrible season, but. From what I was saying in the text thread, like every single week, we weren't a quarterback change away. It's not like we plugged Hertz in and we rattled off, you know, four or five wins. Like that didn't happen. The same terrible offense was there. You know, Hertz was getting shut out in the second half of games. Like, so it's not like we're a guy away. We are a quarter of a roster away from being good again. You watched the, the Bills play and the Chiefs play. And the Packers play like it looks like they're playing a different fucking sport from what we can do. And and one guy ain't, ain't going to make a difference. So, like, if if I'm Sirianni and I'm but that, having- but that's the thing, Jesse, that is those three guys all have like top 10, top five quarterbacks. Yeah. And they also have legitimate wide receivers and legitimate defenses. We don't have those things. I mean, we don't have a wide receiver that starts on any of those teams. We don't have one that starts. Okay. Maybe maybe Fulgham is the third or four on, on Green Bay or on the Chiefs. But you like don't, you don't think healthy well, I guess I can't use the word healthy players. Alshon's going to be cut. That'll Alshon be trigger. So yeah, Alshon so that'll be a trigger. <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey will be cut. No, I'm saying you come in, you come into this this season like we were supposed to. Now, granted, Alshon got hurt last two years ago. Yeah. Late. But if we were going in with a healthy Alshon, a healthy Deshaun Jackson, Rager, Marquise, Mar- yeah, a good yeah, good one, Godwin, uh, Ertz, Goddard, Miles Sanders, like you look at that and you're like, okay, I can put that up against you know, Rogers, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, and uh, Robert Toylan, 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 whatever you say his name. Like, I could put them up against the Bills' uh, wide receiving core. But the but the problem is, it's like, it's it like, this guy, got, this guy got hurt, this guy got hurt, this guy hurt, this guy isn't good, this guy, you know, it's it's like, what we thought we had isn't what, is not what we have. And we have to face the facts that we don't have a good team. I also so, think Stephon Diggs is better than all of our wide receivers on a, on a healthy day. We could have gotten him. Another guy we could have gotten. He's not bad. 
Robbie Anderson, another He's guy. way better than any wide receiver we have. Well, I mean, again, football's 11 men on 11 men. So, like, Stefan Diggs is great and all, but he's sitting at home on, on, in two Sundays just like we are. So, for as, for as good as he is, for as good as DeAndre Hopkins is, for as good as all the – give me the top three wide receivers, they're all sitting at home. Yeah, yeah. Because, you, you just rattled off that our, our, our wide receiver – you were just comparing wide receiving core against wide receiving core, and I just, I'm just making a point that at this point, any healthy Eagles wide receiver on our roster is not better than Stephon Anybody. Diggs. No. Like, that, like the, I mean, I, I, I think if you look, though, if you, if you go back and you go to start the season, if we had those healthy guys and we could play full 16 games without people getting hurt, which very rarely does happen, I mean, we yeah. have a pretty decent wide receiving core. But we, yeah, but, but, but then we, not, also had a, but we also had a quarterback that had a complete right. and utter mel- mental and, breakdown. And that's my point. Like, Patrick Mahomes is not Patrick Mahomes if he doesn't have – Tyra Kill, Travis Kelsey, I get that. But again, you need to find your Patrick Mahomes. And if yeah. you don't have Carson Wentz or you don't have Jalen Hurts, you need to find that guy. But, so, but my point is, if we miss out on the top one, two guys, I would rather roll with Hurts for a year or two. Take because I just said you yelled at me. You said bridge guy. I'm like, well, no, that's but, what you're going to have to do. What? But when when you, I assume when you're bridge guy, you're like, oh yeah, we'll grab another quarterback and we'll figure it out from there. No, like. Uh, you know what? You make Cowie ride or die with that pick. You've you've blown my cap up. You've drafted this guy in the second round. You've got three years left on your deal. Sink or swim with a motherfucker. Sink or and swim. That very very well could have been what Jeffrey said to him. Like, I mean, I mean, if I they mean, could pull some sort of rabbit out of their hat and get rid of Wentz and get something for him, or get I don't know how they're going to because it's you you have to look at another team and you go. Do I which Wentz am I getting? Like, well, and there's also now, John. Like to your point earlier, there's too many, there's too many quarterbacks better than that are better than Carson Wentz who want out of their of their team now. Absolutely. So, but teams have to look at what they. Some of the guys that want out are you know at the end of their careers or aren't that good. You know, if if you can sell a team on, this is the guy. Okay, then then you've got some traction because if you can get that guy back, he's a top ten quarterback. But the flip side is those teams are going to be like, why are you trying to trade a top ten quarterback, bro? If if he's so easy to fix, why don't you fix him? Well, I think like like let's use like Stafford for example. Like Stafford, I would I would put in that like Wentz category where like you're not you're not sure what you're going to get. Well, but, there's a lot but, of miles on that on that top on that truck. Right, but I mean, he's also been been there for so long. I I know why he wants to get out. Yeah, now, it's just time. It's Sean Watson is like a, a, a totally different like you know can of worms. Like he wants out for you know specific reasons of his own, and and that's cool. But like Aaron Rodgers, like the way he left that press conference, he was kind of like, eh, I don't know, we'll have to see what happens. And I mean. Out of all those guys, I don't care what anybody says. I'll take Aaron Rodgers over any of those guys that want out. Any but of them. The, but the, but the, the problem is he's not going anywhere. He's not. He's just frustrated. The guy just lost the biggest game of his career. He, he's just going through the grieving process. Well, he, not just that. He signed a contract. He's got two years left on that deal. What I mean, what, t- what GM is going to give up 
because Green Bay is probably going to ask for a first. So what team is going to give up a first-round pick for a guy that, that only has two years left on a deal that maybe can give you three, four good years? Like, no... no Patriots. <laughs> what? New England Patriots. They've sold yeah, out before. Dude, their team is... is well, if Goff... Uh, I, I, I tell you, if, if Goff is out, I could see, like, the Rams, like, what Aaron Rodgers could do with, with, the, with the Rams offense. But the yeah. Rams don't have picks to get him. Well, that's just it. Well, that's just picks. it. But, but I'm, just, I'm just trying to think of a team that would make... So he's from, from that area, Matt, too. Yeah, good. like it, it would absolutely on paper make sense, but I don't think they've got the picks to do it. If they yeah. bought a house in Malibu, he might be a 49er. That would be the team I would put money on. 49ers? Yeah. yeah they've got, they've got the, the cap space. They've got. Well, Bill, you, and Bill, you were always linking him to Chicago in some way, too. But like, he's not Like, he's just, like, when you break it down. Like he's not going to go anywhere in the AFC because he's, he's 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 too smart to try to deal with Mahomes and Josh Allen to get to the bowl. He's not going to go anywhere from from the Packers. He's still top five quarterback in the league. He has one of the top three receivers in the league in Devontae Adams. He has he a had, hell of a running back core. He has three Pro Bowl linemen. He had a fourth that got hurt this year. Yeah, guys don't leave that situation. Loves his head coach. He's just—he's always been aloof. He's been saying this for years. Whenever he loses, he's like, "I don't know." That's just—I mean, the guy cut out his family for a couple. Like, he's just one of those aloof guys that just does yoga. He's really into like meditation now, and like, so he's—he's just—I mean, you know, I saw the thing today. You know, I don't—you know—I don't deal in absolutes or. It's like I get it. You know, you just—you know—you—you—you just choked against the ghost. I yeah, and I think it's his way of not getting baited into like any like questions with the media right away too. You know, you just kind of tread lightly, be very vague, and and act like you're just totally disinterested, and you just kind of power through it. You know, he just he he just show, showed his true colors again, and and I'm a fan of. I mean, I I root for him. I mean, I kind of deep down plan for wanted to see Brady win just for that tenth appearance. I mean, because just because that's insane, but. Um, I mean, if he wants to, I mean, if he wants to be real, let's be real. That third down play in the, on the end zone, he could have walked in the he end. Could have walked in. Could have walked. He could have moon walked in. Could have walked. Uh, I don't. I don't know about that. Oh, oh my god, dude! Rock the replay, John. He dude, he, there was a guy on his ass, man. No, there and, wasn't. And NFL corners aren't as slow as you think. No, there wasn't, John. He's very okay. mobile. He wanted to throw it. He wanted he's, to throw it to Devontae. He likes throwing touchdowns more than running them, and that's fine. Because I guarantee he thought they were going to go for it on fourth down. I guarantee it's why he didn't run. Because he knew he had one more down. And it should have gone for it. I mean, that's that is such a mistake to kick to go for a field goal when there's two minutes to go in the game and when you got Tom Brady on the other side. I mean, seriously. I don't care how, how confident you are in your defense to get a stop. Tom Brady put up 31 on you. I know he threw three picks. One of them was a bullshit pick. That one when he got blitzed, he just chucked it up. And the guy caught it. And actually, the second one too. Evan should have caught that ball. That was—I mean—it wasn't a good throw. When you make sixteen million dollars a year, you better catch that fucking yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a catchable ball. So I—I I, I put one. The one, the first one was his fault, but I mean, that was a game that the Packers played not to lose instead of winning it the entire game. But, but yeah, I don't think there's any way he goes anywhere. But, uh, um, yeah, I think this is like the craziest year for NFL quarterbacks. Is there could be like. 10 or, I mean, 10 or 12 new ones. I mean, four or five legit teams need one. 
I mean, yeah. that, that playoff contenders, so, I mean, or, or, or were in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's, it's just so crazy. And that, like, like, this is like probably the worst year to have an issue with Carson trade wise. Cause there's so many other options for guys. There's just so many other options. You can get Jimmy G probably again, not a great quarterback, but who wants, you know, who wants to pay Carson 35 when you can pay Matt Stafford 21 million. That's the other thing. He's got 43 million for two years. That's fucking, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like having a free quarterback in the NFL now. And Matt Stafford's, I think, above average still. You know, I don't think he's elite, but he's, he's not a scrub. But, yeah, I think this is uh, – I think the Eagles are just really hammering home, lowering our expectations just to buy time because I don't think they really have a plan. And, I mean, I'm not, it's not their fault at this point because they're just acknowledging they fucked up the last couple of years. But I don't think they have an identity, and it's just going to take time to build one up whether that's with Carson or Jalen or a new quarterback. And that's what we have to accept that it's just, we're not really going to have meaningful football for a while, probably unless somehow, like Jesse said, Carson comes back and becomes Carson from 17. Then we have a shot, but barring that, I don't think anything Jalen can do or a rookie we draft is going to make us relevant. So it's going to just be a lot of uh, episodes without trying to pull positives out of a fucking other loss on Sundays. Oh, well, so-and-so played good today. Oh, you know, Jalen Waddle caught two touchdowns in our 41-17 loss to the Cowboys. And and that's and that's the negative uh, energy you're going to bring this season? No. I'm telling you right now that when you win four when you win four games, when you when you, when, you, when we don't I I don't know who my starting quarterback is for next year. That's a fact. So I don't know how I'm supposed to be confident when Three other teams are ascending ahead of us, and we're going backwards. And we have to cut players that we don't want to cut because we're over the cap as well. Um, we have a first-time coach never called plays in his life, and, and I actually like Sirianni, but it's, it's 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 just not fair to put expectations on that on him or the team next year because we don't have a quarterback yet. So it's I don't know. I think it's I I I, I think it's that's just the reality that. Right, we, we might win a few games, great, four or five games, but I don't know. I don't think this team showed me anything last year to think, okay, we're going to come back and just get better. Okay. So it's a process. And we're, I think the Cowboys, if they get Dak back, I mean, they're the clear favorites in the division. The Redskins could sign somebody like Stafford or, or a quarterback. I mean, they won the division. And the and Giants defense and the, the Redskins defenses or Washington's defense is legit. It's solid. And all they need is a quarterback and they're a 10, 11 win team again. And then you get a trade for once. And then you got Giants who, you know, they, they love Joe Judge. They won six, you know, six games this year again. Not great, but, you know, we, they, we could have beat them this year. We only beat them once. So it's. I don't know. It's one of those things. But where, I mean, you sit here and you talk about Washington, like, and and how bad have they been for the last four or five years? Oh, real bad. No, and that's what I mean. That's why they're getting good now. Oh. They had a lot of dry. I mean, Chase Young, number two pick. I mean, they've had a lot of high draft picks, and they've hit on a few. So they've gotten lucky. They've hit they on hit. a lot of them, Bill. And they got a pretty decent head coach now, too. So yeah, that's a big thing. You know, Ron Rivera is a pretty steadying figure, and you know, and his defensive coordinator is legit. Like. That's yep. a good coaching staff, top to bottom. They hit on a lot of good defensive draft picks. So, huh, and, you know, but we did too. And that's what we <laughs> yeah, imagine that. <laughs> but you know, and and that's the key. It's like 
I mean, I get it. You're not getting hit on every pick, and, and you're not. But that's why we were so good with Andy for a lot of years. Because, I mean, we built our core through the draft, and then he just picked and, picked and dunked when he needed a Jason Peters, when he needed to get, you know, uh, um, uh, God, Runyon, when we needed to get, you know, Hugh Douglas. Thomas. You know, he, he taught, you know, like, that's what we did. But, but, but we had Lito Shepard through the draft, Sheldon Brown through the draft. What's that? Javon Curse. Curse. You're right. Like, that's what I mean. And, and that – and, you know, believe me, I know, you know, that's what Howie wants to do, too. Ideally, it's just, you know, right now we don't have the young core guys we can build up. Like, I don't even think the young guys that we have that are good are, like, definite guys like Sanders. Is, I, I don't know if he's, like, a guy. I mean, Dallas Goddard, he can't stay healthy. Is he a guy? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, Drayton Rager, and I, I feel like we don't have anything the core to build off of. So that's what's kind of tough to, 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 to get excited and be like, all right, well, we're going to take this step. It's like, well, we don't really have any steps to go but up because. Well, I mean, the, I'll flip it on, on, on your head here. Like if, if the tables were turned and Doug did come back and Press Taylor was your offensive coordinator and uh, uh, Matt Burke was your defensive uh, coordinator and that other no-name guy, I don't, I don't know, off the top of my head was going to be the quarterback's coach. Would would that have gotten you excited? Well, no. We prop. I I think that leaked schedule, I or uh, schedule. I think that leaked roster. I think that was Doug just being like at that point, fuck you, fire me. You probably you could be right. You because know, that- Doug has said, you know what? But that, but that's, not my, that's not my thing. If 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 we're sitting here and I'm going, well, why are we so negative? And then if you look at the flip side of it, if Doug came back and all those guys got promoted it would be the same song and dance. I'm at yeah. least refreshed knowing that we're, we have a court, we have a, ho- a head coach who is sort of a no name guy, which we've been there before, right? Doug, Andy, et cetera. And it, from, from, from back here to 20,000 foot level, it looks like he's, he's been able to put together his own staff, which we've been here on the podcast arguing that, you know, the head coach in Philadelphia is just a puppet and how he does whatever he wants and how he's going to pick his D coordinator and how he's going to do this, how he's going to do that. And it's pretty apparent that that's not the case right now. Well, so that, if anything, that should get everyone at least a little bit more excited because it, he, he's not as controlling as, as you all might think he is. Well, no, he's not as controlling as he was because they needed to get somebody to take the job. When, when you can get a coach that, that says – no thanks, I don't even want to interview you with you, or no thanks, I'd rather take a job with the New York Jets, you know that you've got problems with your roster and problems in your organization. Uh, I don't uh, Oh, you, you, you think that the Jets are a pillar of, um, of, of quality in the NFL? I think it is absolutely damning that, that we had guys turning us down to take interviews with the Jets or turning us down to not even take an interview at all. And it is everything to do with all these guys have to do is, is call other people in the league, call Doug Peterson. What's how he really like, how much do they really meddle? How little talent do they really have on that roster? And guys are like, Nope, I'm good with that. I want to go somewhere where I don't have the general manager. That's going to throw me under the bus. The very first chance that he can to save his own skin. And you don't think that the guy who everyone thinks should have stayed around here and was the demise of the Eagles since he's left, Frank Reich, wouldn't have maybe shunned 
uh, Nick Sirianni. I'm gonna get. His, I'm gonna fuck this guy's name up. Sirianni. Sirianni's. Uh, uh, you know, wouldn't let him know. Maybe if he knew that stuff, or no, he would just kick him out the door. Maybe he didn't. I, well, you never know. He, I mean, this is this guy's ch- shot to, 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 to be a coach. Like, right. These these mid tier guys get like a shot. But like you can't say that you wouldn't have rather had you know uh, Salah. I, I honestly wouldn't have. But like, I, 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 based I, on based on what we what, what based on what because he's had two two years with uh, Shanahan and they've had a good defense. And he was going to bring a good coaching staff with him. Like, but again, so you, you have to look at it from a. The amount of coaches that turned the, the offer to even come and interview down is is concerning. And so and it's because this this team does not have a very good roster. And Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Laurie sure look like people that meddle. And you know, while the roster the coaching roster that Doug was rumored to be putting together was hardly um something to write home about, I still think that. He was like, you know what? What can I do that will get me fired? This is what I can do to get me fired. I know. Press Taylor Mountain. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that's even – I think that's a really – So you think early. Doug is that incompetent that he was going to bring back guys that have been fired at, from the DB coach and make him be the, the defensive coordinator and promote Press Taylor to offensive coordinator? Like, Yeah, you know, don't you remember when Andy Reid took an offensive line coach and made him the defensive coordinator? Well, I mean, hey, not everybody's – I mean, I've seen dumb, I've seen dumb yeah. shit. <laughs> that's when that's when Andy started losing juice when he started doing shit like that and missing on well, drafts. That's when Howie stepped in and took the reins. But, the, well, but I mean, again, I don't I don't know how. Like again, I I don't know Nick Sirianni that well. But it's at least a it's a fresh start. It's like it no, I'm, it's like I'm, you go to the re- you go to a restaurant they give you a shitty meal and you're gonna give them a second chance, right? And they come back and this might be a bad analogy, but then you come back and you get the flame and yana tastes delicious. It's like all right, well, they fucked up the first one. Let's try it again. Like, no, I, I don't think any of us are down on Sirianni. I, I, you know, I, I think he could be all right. Everything I read that I saw a thing, and it could be bullshit, maybe how he, or whatever. But it, the thing I saw said in the interview, he made it clear that I pick my staff or I don't, or I don't come here. Like, I'll wait for a job. Like, supposedly he made that clear in the interview that it's my staff. You pick the players. I pick my coaches, and we work together. And that I, supposedly impressed Howie and Jeff. Supposedly. I think that they felt in 2015, 16, whatever the transition was there, that they had a pretty good roster and they didn't make a lot of moves. And when they brought in Jim Schwartz first to be the D coordinator. That was their backup plan. That was I think that was their back at 100%. Doug was a nightmare that first year. They were going to can him and put, and, and again, that's fine. I get it. Yeah. You know, cause Doug was a big question mark. Jim had coaching experience. And that, I mean, we, we heard all the rumblings that that first year that, Jim was posturing like I'm going to be the coach mate. Like I mean, that was yeah. known that first year that Schwartz is kind of waiting for Doug to fail, and then 17 happened, and then that's when. But um, no, I mean, I, I agree. I think Sirianni is, you know, could be a fresh breath of air. The, the D coordinator supposedly had a lot of juice, and you know, and my only fear with him is is he is really good, and then two, three years when we're good, we're getting, getting ready to win a lot, he's going to leave to be a head coach, but yeah. we'll cross that bridge if we get there, you know, obviously. 
But and that, that's what you know. That's a big thing when you like I've always argued about like with winning Super Bowls, you end up losing a lot of guys. You'll you'll see it with the Chiefs. You will absolutely see it with the Chiefs. There will uh, be this guys. Is the year. This is the this is the year it's going to happen. Well, no, like for instance, like okay, the enemy hasn't gotten a job yet, but he should get a job, right? He he seems like he's the hottest. Well, Andy kept him on too. They talked about it today on the NFL. The thing I saw that Andy wants him to get a job so bad, partly is he doesn't want to lose Kafka because Kafka is like his new prodigy. And they mm-hmm. want to promote Kafka to OC, but they came with Biennemi, and if they don't promote him, apparently there's like multiple teams that are wanting to get Kafka, but Andy's like shielding him because that's Andy's endgame with this Biennemi thing, but supposedly. The nice, the, the, the nice thing about having a team that's now gone to back-to-back Super Bowls and has a quarterback like Mahomes, and I'll use Brady as an example in a second, is – Guys want to come play with them now. Guys will take pay cuts to come play with Patrick Mahomes. The same reason why guys well, I, years I, ago took well, pay cuts to go bit, with Tom. Tom. A little bit. Guys that need to. Guys that need to resurrect their career. They'll do sure. the Patriot way. They'll do. They'll come here one year, prove a deal, win a ring, and then go somewhere else. I like it, right. which is fine. Which guys like Travis Kelsey though, they're good. Like they, they got big contracts, and they're going to want to get paid more. Tyreek Hill's going to get want to want to get paid more, and they're all going to like. Yeah, after you get if they get two rings, it's going to be like now I really gotta, we really gotta cut bait and go get the money. Well, they Is just that, those guys. They, they, they just paid both those guys last year. Right. And they're they're good for three, four years. Like this team's going to be together. The core guys with Honey Badger, Kelsey, Mahomes, Hill, Watkins is going to go. They got McCole to take that spot. Um, these core guys are going to be together for at least another three to five years minimum. Like they're going to win multiple rings. The next three to five years, which is is what it is. I mean, like you know what the bar is for the winning ring now. It's going to have to be go through the Chiefs, unless unless somebody gets hurt. Basically, in my opinion, yeah. like if one of them and, then, hurt, and then and then on the NFC, NFC side, it's it's really any team for the taking once Brady I mean, once Brady leaves. Chiefs are the benchmark. Like that's yeah. it. like it doesn't matter what you do, you have to be able to good enough to beat the Chiefs. Like that's how you have to build your team to win which, right now. Which is maybe the reason why Brady went to the Buccaneers. And no, totally. And not the Chargers. Oh, yeah. I mean, think yeah. about it. He has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Bray, O.J. Howard, Rojo. I mean, he knew they could sign a running back. A young defense with like three or four, three or four like first-round picks, linebackers, corners. I mean, think about it. To, to, to your Pro Bowl point from always, John, they only had one Pro Bowler on the whole Bucks team, and it's Pierre Paul, and he was a backup. He was an alternate Pro Bowl. So basically, they had no Pro Bowlers made the Super Bowl this year with Tom Brady. No Pro Bowlers. And, and, and you know, because they did a thing about, oh, yeah, my, my Tom Brady sack. Good segue. Colin, and, and I have to give a credit to Colin Cowherd, one of our counterparts out west. He did, he did his guy did a breakdown. The first 10 years of Brady's career and, that, and second 10 years are statistically the best winning percentage. Most Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl wins, and MVPs in any 10-year period for any quarterback. Brady statistically is the best quarterback, number one and two, in NFL history for two different 10-year periods. Like, anybody who wants to argue Tom Brady is not the GOAT for NFL quarterbacks, literally, I cannot even have a conversation with because they're that fucking stupid. <laughs> like, guy or not, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game of football. Probably the best player to ever play the game of football. And it's just like, I guess I appreciate that seeing him like leave New England to get rid of the whole it's a system. He's part, 
He went to a, to a team that hasn't been in playoffs in 18 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, dysfunction city, a coach, no biscuit, no biscuit, which is, you know, which, you know, which you love it, but it ain't run him shit as a head coach, coaching that style because they play. And, and that's kind of what you have to give to Brady and what this Eagles team to strive for. It's just a guy who can lead a locker room. Guy's 43 and has 23-year-old, like, young guys, like, shutting their mouth and listening to what he says. Like, that's not an easy thing to do in the no. NA sport. And I think that's kind of, I guess, to go back into Carson, you know, he talks about how, you know, he's one of the greats and, you know, he has the same throwing coach as Brady and Breeze and those and Aaron Rodgers, Tim House, who's actually the guy that caught the Hank Aaron home run ball, 7-15. He was a Braves relief pitcher. But he's like the quarterback guru that everybody works with. And that's what it ties into the Carson thing. It's like, like, like you're not a leader. Like you have not led this franchise really in five years, except for a 13-week run in 17 when you played out of your mind. And that's why I can't get excited, John, because odds are he's going to be our guy in, in 2021. And I just have like no desire to root for him. Like no desire because he, he just doesn't really care. Like and that's really what it comes down to. I don't think he cares if he wins or loses. I really don't think he gives a shit. Like I, I, I like he cares. I, I he, he plays to win the game. I'm not saying that, but I mean I just saw a thing from, and I, I want to give a shout, shout out to Nodak, uh, Nodak uh, Insurance in in North Dakota who pledged <laughs> before the season to give two thousand dollars for every Carson touchdown and wanted to hit a hundred thousand dollars this year for fifty touchdowns. How'd that fucking work out, Nodak? I don't even think he hit twenty. <laughs> Jesus. It's, like, it, it, it's, it's part of the AO1 Touchdown Foundation. You guys see the logos, Carson doing like a, a, a touchdown thing with the A1, AO1 above it. But right. it's. Um, yeah, I'll pass. I'll, but, I'll pass. Like, <laughs> I'll stick with Geico. No pun intended, but I'll pass. You know, but, but that's what we got. And it's just like, you know, it's. I don't buy the whole, oh, him being quiet. It's just, you know, his, him being an introvert and whatever. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit. Nope. But I don't know. Or, or I guess. Bill, or was it the reason to to maybe start Hurts as no, you know, well, I guess it's a far fetched idea, but it's so at the end of the season he doesn't have to talk, but you know, he gave, was given the opportunity, and you're right, he, he should say something or hey, whatever. I mean, it could have been so generic, like, hey, it was a tough twenty twenty for the team. We're gonna I, regroup regroup and we're gonna give it our all next year. I think it I think yeah, or even just a picture it says can't wait to get started again or something. Exactly. You know, twenty twenty one's been a tough year for everybody. AO one supports you. Go twenty twenty one, AO one sorry, I play for the Eagles. I'm sorry, Eagles. <laughs> or it would have been just as easy as him just showing like posting a photo of like the Novacare Center at five AM and saying like it starts now. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent right. Like you know? him punching like Roger Clemens. Punching into a, a trash can full of rice for like an hour straight, getting his arm. Right, no, we've got we've got dead quail heads, you know, like <laughs> Wentz yeah. brothers, you know, shoot, you know, shooting defenseless birds who are sleeping, you know, in, in a swamp. We got them and a, sh- a shitty grin, you know. And, and that's also why I think it's it's frustrating the fan base is that we've been waiting for this every year from him. You know, it was. It was after the Super Bowl. It was like, oh man, he's coming back. We got Nick. You know, you know, he's going to play three or four games, and then we're going to Carson's going to come back, and then he gets hurt again, and then the playoff injury, and then it's always and then and then and well, then. and then the shitty receivers. Which I mean, I understand, I get it. They weren't great. Fine. 
He, he did marvelous things so with it. You get paid $30 million. That's part of the problem. We can't pay guys because we're saying you're so good. We can uh -huh. have subpar receivers because you make them better. Like that's part of what we always say, the trade-off. When you want that bag of money, you know that's going to cost you skill position players. And, yeah. I mean, it's going to be this drastic, obviously. But – and this goes into my – You couldn't have paid DeAndre Hopkins $80, $90 million. You just couldn't do it. And I mean, you'd have to get rid of a guy like Fletcher Cox. And do you want all that money tied up on one side of the ball? Like, I don't know. How do other teams do it? I like to look at the breakdown of how the Chiefs are doing it. I like to look at how the Buccaneers are going to do it. Although I think the Buccaneers will get depleted after this season again, and they will basically do like what the Lakers do and replenish the farm. But but the you know the thing with Wentz was like what was it a year, like a year and a half like the Eagles wide receivers were just leading the league in drops, and like you would see the plays every week like the the that touchdown the Jaw dropped to hit him in the hands the the one against the Falcons that Aguilar dropped out of his hand or you know the the one that he put in a just dropped into a bucket into the end zone against what was it the Patriots that he dropped like so. You know the 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 guys were were even dropping the the routine touchdowns, let alone the the hard ones. And then you you have what happened this year, and you're just like, "Fuck!" Like, what's what's going on? But yeah, for for the end of 2019, he made those average and you know average practice squad guys look really good. So you felt really good going into the playoffs and then going into the next year. He gets cheap shotted in the playoff game, knocked out of the game. And then, you know, he's probably hoping to have a, a big next year. And he's hanging out watching the draft. And um, he sees Jalen Hurts, quarterback, Philadelphia Eagles. And he's probably like, all right. All right. And and, that, and that's the reason why he played shitty is because he got Jalen Hurts. And I, we, I bring this up all the time. Aaron Rodgers had the same exact thing happen to him. The same yeah. exact thing happened to him. It should the, one the great ones that like that doesn't bother the great ones down. That should motivate him. But, it, say, but again, you know we're, we're we're talking about a we're we're comparing a guy that's probably going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame versus Carson Wentz. Yeah, but yeah. Carson Wentz was our future Hall of Fame court franchise quarterback. Like that's the bag of goods. Franchise, we yeah, but now I don't think, I don't think um, the the Hertz thing. I you know, but I I think it was just the injuries, and I think that played a big part of it. I'm sure the the concussion probably played a part of it, and then on top of all of that he might not get along with the coaching staff and might not agree with what's going on with that. So that, you know, and then, you know, you bring Hertz in and it's, you have all of these things and it's like every mistake, you know, the, the window gets a little bit smaller to throw into and then a little bit smaller to throw into and a little bit smaller to throw into to, to the point where it looks like you're trying to throw a football through like a, you know, a, a golf ball size hole. And, you know, the, like every mistake compounds and then the the next mistake happens and the next and he just couldn't he just couldn't pull himself out of it and again i don't know if it was all the injuries or if it's mental or or what it is but something happened to a guy that was an mvp level caliber player and then the next two years had like top 10 level years and has now just self-destructed like 
These things don't happen. We've never seen it happen before in pro sports, this sort of thing. So, like, what caused it? And if if the team can't figure it out, the the bigger problem is what's to stop it from happening to the next guy? Is, you know, is it just Wentz? Is it Wentz and the coaching staff? You know, it, well, if Wentz is gone, so we don't have to worry about that. I mean, all gone. The staff is gone, so maybe that was the problem. But we won't know until – we will, we will, like I said in the in the, the we'll group chat, until like, spring training. The no, the the second day of the league year is going to be lit because the the rumors are going to be bouncing everywhere on what's going on. Because if Sirianni doesn't want him, they're they're going to have to get rid of him. They're going to have to get rid of him on the third day because if they don't, he he's there for the next two years, and I don't know if I don't know if Sirianni's signed up for that. I mean, we're going to find out, but I guess this kind of ties into – been on for a bit, but we got to touch on them a little bit. The Sixers that, you know, they're talking about it in this hoopology thing I was reading. Now, this is the NBA, so I can't say it equates to similar to the NFL. But, like, the NBA, like, most superstars year four have their true ascension into, like, the, the, the greatness. And that's what's so disappointing with, like, Ben Simmons and the Sixers team. Is this is his fourth year, and we've had maybe that that three quarter run for him. That fourth quarter against the Celtics, and then the first half against the, the Pistons the next game. But that game last night was was just tough to watch. I mean, it, it, to lose by fifteen to a, to a team that's three and thirteen, I get it. You just beat them. They play hard. They have a couple good players. Any given night in the NBA, it's a Monday, but like that. I, I'm so. He is what he is, dude. He is what he is at this point, and this it's whole really team. starting to show. I mean, and, you know, he's he's a very good basketball player. He he's not what again, like we were like like Carson Wentz. I think we were sold a bag of goods on ben, about Ben Simmons about being this generational talent. You know, six foot eleven. He's got athletic ability, speed. He can r- jump through the the roof. He can, you know, he, he no one can stop him going to the rim. You know, the only person that it looks like can that can stop Ben Simmons from going to the rim is Ben Simmons because the guy makes terrible decisions when he's within, you know, a foot of the rim. It's 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 unbelievable. It's almost like the similar you know what we what what we think about when we watch Carson Wentz in the pocket. It's just like he, he he's his own worst enemy. It sometimes it's like what are you thinking? What are you doing? Like you know it's 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 driving and trying to kick it out to someone who's not there, or you know, or just blatantly just falling over and looking for a foul. Like you're just not going to get that in the NBA. Um, you know. Okay, so are you going to shoot or are you not going to shoot? It's almost to the point now where I'm so sick and tired of hearing about it and thinking about it and and not like to say that I'm worried about it, but it's like I just don't care anymore. It's like if you're not going to shoot, fine. Then like just work on something else to improve your game then because there's nothing – I've seen no improve, drastic improvements. And you're right, Bill. It's like – Year four, year five, that's kind of like statistically like 
the pinnacle of like it's like shit or get off the pot in terms of becoming like you know a potential superstar to like superstar and like, there's guys that are ahead of the curve you got your lucas and you've got like your zions where like it's it's clear cut like th- those guys are going to be stars you know what i mean they are or they already are but then there's other ones that kind of like you know they're, they're they're a little more of like a late bloomer of sorts but like that's kind of like where it is and like I just he's showing me nothing in terms of like being the guy that we've been we've been told he's going to be. No, I think that and I I think the bigger picture too and and not just with Ben and the Sixers is just I mean it's not it's not been a secret for a while. I mean we go where Joel's going to take us, but once we get to the playoffs, you need more than one superstar to get out of a series. Celtics have Brown and Tatum. They're proving to be superstar tandem. Nets obviously have a big three. The Bucks have Giannis and Drew Holiday. That they're kind of. I think they're going to slip off this year a little bit. I'm not sold on them as a big year. Um, but I, mean, I, I need a new coach. Uh, no, I I I I, I can agree with that. Um, but then the and then the Heat. You know, I think I think they're going to make a move. You know, there's a lot of chatter that they're trying to get a Bradley Beal deal done. You put Beal with that team. You know, and 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 that's just my fear with the Sixers is that there's 72 games this year, there's 10 less than a regular season. So I mean, I think we would be in a normal year a 50 win team, like 50 and 30, like we've been. Well, but Bill, I, I think I think their plan was the the dual superstar thing was Ben and JoJo show. And no, but like that's what they were hoping to see this year out of Ben. You know, new coach. And I think the reality is it's. It's not going to happen. And then I think the other reality, too, is whether it's at the All-Star break or in the offseason, when we do, I think we will trade Ben. Um, we're not going to get what people think we're going to get in return. Nope. Like, I don't think Ben and, and a package with Ben can get Bradley Beal unless you give up the Maxi and thought, like the James Harden deal. But I don't know if that's worth getting it for a guy like Bradley Beal, who I think is an elite shooter. But that's the problem. It's like that's what got me, has me bummed out. It's like. I don't think he's a trade piece. People think he is. No, and he's also. Um, I don't want to speak too heavily on this, but like, like I don't. I, I mean, how much playoff experience does the guy have? I mean, he's been back to back. I mean, they've the, the, he his, his second year or third year rather. They went to the second round. They beat the the Bucks in the first round. Then then they lost to the Celtics. And then the one year they. Uh, they, they got to the second round two, two, two of his first three years, and then that's really he didn't play. He got hurt. So I, but I think it's just his game doesn't. Obviously, we know this doesn't really equate to the playoffs because on offense it just and now it becomes the only guy to guard four guys. And I just question. I don't know. It's it, it, it's just hard to see because again, I know you can lose a game any given night, and one loss isn't a big deal. But we lost. We were trailing that game from beginning to end. At no yeah. point. Were we winning against the three and thirteen team when we had our full guys except one guy, Joel? And I know he's a big minus; he's our best player. But we had our full team. Minus we have two. enough talent still without and Joel to exactly. beat the Pistons. We're supposed to be a, a conference championship or finals contender. You beat three and thirteen teams minus one player. I'm sorry. I mean, the Celtics only lost twice against us without Tatum. I mean, they they, they found a way to win. I mean, they ran into us. We got we we beat them twice. In very close games, mind you, they weren't blowouts either of them. So right. it's like good teams with good coaches find a way to win. And I'm not shitting on Doc 
Because, I mean, you know, he's still figuring these guys out. I but think Doc's still figuring it out. And I think, I think as these, as the, in the coming weeks, you know, we get to the 30-game the mark, we get to the all-star break, I think it's just, it's, it's just starting to become more clear of the moves that this team's going to have to ultimately make. And now, you know, and, and, and I, don't I don't want to totally shit on Ben Simmons because, look, he, he, he is a, he's a very good basketball player. He does a lot of things that go unnoticed. They're unspoken because they might not always be the sexy stuff that you want to, like, you know, focus in on and stuff. Um, and he does shut down, you know, guys defensively. But it's just for what this team needs and what, we, what we're facing to what you just alluded to, Bill, with all the other teams and how they're structuring themselves, it's, we need more. We need more. It's not enough. You need just, two guys. It's not a secret. You need two guys to win a championship, and Ben and Toby aren't that second guy for Joel. It's just that simple. You're like I don't, I don't understand know. why he doesn't get more more uh, heat. He, no, he does. He gets I, plenty. Think, I think Toby I think he gets I, plenty. I I, I think I mean, he's got a lot of jokes. I mean, Ben's. We, we it's funny. Jesse always talks about like how you know guys don't shoot. You know, you, you Carson Wentz is getting paid one hundred thirty million dollars. He's playing like shit. Ben Simmons isn't shooting and he's getting paid top dollar. Yeah. Like that to me is like, there should be like fine print in your contract. Like if you're not going to shoot, like we take away 60 million of that money. I I, I often wonder like what red Arback if he was alive today, what he would think. Like, I think it would drive a guy like that. Absolutely. Like insane. It, It really makes you watching the game the other night, the Detroit game last night. It really makes you wonder if that if that trade could have happened, and I'm going back on what I said, like I didn't want James, I wanted James Harden, then I didn't want James Harden after you hear all the media shit about him, and then I'm like, man, could we really could we really use him? Would, well, that, we could benefit a, from a James Harden like player, like yeah, uh, that skill set. Now it's hard I to mean, find another one of him. No, I yeah, I'm not saying that there's another James Harden out there <laughs> that of that elite caliber. But we need some of the skill sets that James has. We Joel is definitely he's yearning for that. I mean, he needs it. You know, he needs. He needs. And and we have a lot of guys that can make shots. But like last night, Danny Green and Seth Curry had twelve points combined. Like they have to. One of them has to be on every game for us to win. And that's the thing. It's like well, we all knew that Danny Green wasn't. I mean, you know. We knew both of those guys were he, nice pieces. He's fine. Like, what I'm saying you know. it's you can't rely on guys that got to be consistently giving nah. you 15 to 20, and that's the problem. It's we're winning games when they give us when Seth gives us 18, we win. But it's not fair to have Seth, Seth, Seth isn't the kind of player that could put up 18 a night. Like that's not his game. He'll go hot for a week or two here and there. But we need a guy, James Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, who day in and day out put up 25 to 30. Like yep. that's what this need team needs. Until we get that, I, I just, I mean, I, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna touch the, the, the elite teams in our conference. Or, I mean, forget the fucking Lakers. I mean, they would have dealt. I mean, I'm, I'm nervous about tomorrow night. I'm, <laughs> what could happen? I mean, the only, the only thing we have a chance with is Anthony Davis is playing really bad right now for some reason. He's not playing well at all. Um, he's not yeah. hitting throws. Well, he's not hitting shots. Yeah, I mean, he's guys, slump. guy, you know, guys slump. You know what I mean? There's no, ebbs and flows, and, you know, but. And, and watch tomorrow will be, will be his first forty point game of the season. <laughs> tomorrow, 
Oh, that's how it always happens. Uh, I mean, you but, play the game. I mean, I mean, I mean, we are fun to watch. It's just this is disappointing that we're zero and four without Joel and twelve and two with him. Yep. I mean, it's just it's becoming abundantly clear that like there's there needs to be some sort of shift because we all know that Joel Embiid cannot sustain. He he can he will not be able to sustain even in a full NBA season, you know, or or this or this shortened one, you know. I mean, he 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 can't play. What is it? What's the season? Seventy two games. He's probably going to play fifty five games. Yeah, probably not. I think we're like I think it was sixty two, right? Because they got rid of ten. Yeah, no, now we're playing seventy two. You were doing seventy two. I'm sorry. Normally it's eighty two, but I mean, he's only going to play fifty five games. Which is fine. I mean, you know, that's what Especially a lot of stars, closer we get to the playoffs, they're gonna they're gonna shut them down. Which is you know again, which is fine. But my issue is once we're in the playoffs, when we need a bucket and they double and triple team Joe, yep. we have to hope Seth Curry and Danny Green and Maxi hit shots because that's what and 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 that's why you I'm know, not Ben Simmons is So that's what I'm saying. We don't have a guy like James Harden or Bradley Beal or Lee, that guy that no fear is going to chuck it and get confidence in. It's just so. I don't don't know, you I think like there was like a, a, a something that went on his head on into his head after they were like literally going to trade him that he'd be like shit I got to get this together like I always wonder like for NBA players like their team their agents like what are like what are they saying what is Rich Paul telling him to to work on and to do as his agent like no, obviously nothing like. Even to you get your next contract, like that's something you like. You said, Matt, you want to work work on something else in your game. And what is it? Like, is it every defender that he goes against? His goal is to make sure they only score ten points or less. Like, okay, fine, I can work with that. But if you're just literally not going to do the things that's going to help your team win, then you become a liability. Yep. Well, he I mean, doesn't he does care. do a lot of those things, but unfortunately, scoring sometimes is needed and that's when he he really fails and that's, right, that's going to work if tobias harris is putting up 25 a game yeah and he's another max player well the the disappointing well, thing is is to your point bill you're right sometimes scoring does matter rather than defensive stops but what disappoints me more is sometimes when we don't have a joel on the court or we're struggling and the, and we're not getting because our bench has not been playing well the past like handful of games they have they they've been producing shit for us, but where's the guy when Joel's out? Who's the guy that everyone turns to because we know it's not Toby, right? It should be maybe some some guys think it should be, but I think that's what we were thinking Ben Simmons was going to be the guy who's going to be like all right just give me the ball. I'm 6'11". No one can stop me when I'm going to the rim. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, just take over. And he just doesn't like. He does it sometimes. Like a couple nights ago, it was really nice to see. He was really aggressive. He got into an offensive rhythm. Guys couldn't stop him. He was getting nice looks and finishes. He was getting to the line, helping close out the game. I mean, where is that on a consistent basis? Like, I mean. For a guy making what he's making and the expectations that we had for him and that he has for himself that he that he that's that he comes across with, it's like I'm just not seeing it. I'm just not seeing it. I like I almost 
it's almost a shame to compare him to a guy like this, but I, I kind of look at him as like a Brandon Ingram in a point where like when he came into the league, he was hype, 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 mm-hmm. and he wasn't very good, mm-hmm. and he's still kind of like, eh. Yeah. You know what he's I mean? Like, a good, he's a good basketball player. He's not – yeah, he's not, not superstar. superstar. He's not no. a superstar. No, and and I don't. And that's what I'm talking. Like, why? And, and it's fine if guys don't want to be that. Like, I get that. If Carson, like, I hate to keep using Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz doesn't mean to be a franchise guy. I get it. You know, but you're getting paid a like you sign a contract, and 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 you like you basically tell the organization that you're you've you're committed to them. Like, and yeah. I feel like that's kind of like a shitty way to play your cards and be like, I'll take the money that I'm, that I'm, that you're committing to me, but I'm not going to commit a hundred percent to you. And that, that bothers me. Yep. I mean, with the amount of money that players are making today and, and the amount of, of production you see at uh, like, you go look at a guy like Trey Young tonight, like just icing games, like, you know, he was budding superstar, you know, a budding superstar. Um, yep. And, and there's guys, you know, you said Luca, Luca, budding superstar, like superstar potential. Like it, it might be time to just literally cut bait with this guy and get what you can get for him and hope that you can get a, you know, I hate to use a guy like Chris Stapps, Porzingis, but a guy who is, who you could get for him and other players and hope that could have a resurgence. I or highly pick, doubt it. Or picks. And, right. And have, I highly and have, doubt and you're going to go out and, and and get a guy. You know, I highly doubt you're going to get a guy like Bradley Beal, because if it was so easy to get him, it would already happened already. I honestly think we—that's what Tyrese Maxey could ultimately turn into. You coach a guy like that up, a young kid like that. It's Bradley Beal, Bill. You you throw around the Dwayne Wade comparison. You know, I mean, um, it's. He she's showing all those skill sets. He's just raw right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get a guy like Doc and his coaching staff, and and coach coach the kid up, and you know, let him fall on his face a couple more times, you know, throughout the next couple seasons, and we'll see. I mean, put he's Ben shown, on the bench a little more bit. promise than Ben Simmons has. <laughs> yeah. Put put Ben on the bench a little bit. See see how he likes it. Yeah. You know, I mean, what shake, other rattle, shake rattle ball, baby? Let me give me some more shake, Milton. Some well, I mean, I guess they like you guys always said they're not going to put a they're not going to Al Horford him and sit him on the bench, but I don't know. I, he, I, 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 I was always down on him from from the beginning of like, listen, if you're not going to shoot, there's a problem. Yeah, and I don't know what that problem is. Like, I, I don't have that mentally. I'm also not an NBA superstar, but like. I don't understand the hesitation to shoot it. Like I don't get. He did it the other night. He airballed. I'm like, okay, but at least yeah. like come down the court again and he shoot. Air, he airballed it, and what did everyone think? Oh my god, he's never going to shoot the ball again. Right. <laughs> like, it's like Groundhog Day with like Markel Fultz, though. Yeah. And it doesn't. It doesn't make much sense to me. I. I but you know, if but even Markel Fultz looked like he was progressing in the right direction. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, like he had a resurgence. Something inside of him went. You know what? Fresh start. I yep. just got paid. The organization is committing to me. They've seen that I've committed to them, and I've gotten better. This is a perfect match. This is great. Yep. It's going to work yep. out for both sides. And for Ben, I feel like, man, it's like I'm going to take all your money, and 
you're going to get what you get from me. And if you don't like it, whatever. Whatever. Like, do you ever think like a guy like that, like if you were, if you were an NBA player and Matt was on, you were on the trading block and your team like was about to trade you and they didn't, you'd think, Oh, watch this. I'm going to show them. Yeah. That's what you want. That's what you think. Like you, you want guys with that competitive instinct to be like, all right, I'll show you why you should never do that again. Yeah. But you know? by and large, let's be real. This generation of they are coddled babies. They can do whatever they want. They all have guaranteed contracts. They're all paid way too much money to relative to what they can actually do. Right. But since there's so since the rosters are so small and the salary cap is so ridiculously large now, the GMs have to do something with the money. So they I, piss it away. I agree with you, Jesse. But there's there are guys out there that are dogs. Yeah, there there and, absolutely are. And those are the guys that like, if I were to create a ultimate you know basketball team, I need some dogs. Like everyone, yeah. dog. No pun intended. Dogs on Russell Westbrook, but he's a dog. He is a dog. That's the kind of guy I want on my team. I don't want like no emotion Ben Simmons or if I dunk, I flex. Like, cool. You're not shooting jump shots. You're not, you're getting to the rack and you're dishing it off to some guy in the corner when you literally have an easy bucket. It makes no sense. He just wants, he wants to be famous. He wants his money. He wants to be able to do whatever he wants. And it's the path of least resistance. And he's been coddled his entire career all of these guys they're all fucking coddled babies if they if if the nba went if the nba was willing to get or able to get rid of guaranteed contracts and you could cut guys on the spot like they do in the nfl i guarantee you within two years the quality of the nba product would go through the fucking roof because guys couldn't just be bums and be like i don't no, i don't want to do that i don't want to work on my game i don't want to do that no dudes would be cut there would be less resting, oh, you know, resting off games, not playing back-to-backs, because I, I just, yeah, I 100% agree. The guarantee contract ruined, helped really ruin the NBA and really shifted the balance to where I agree that players should have some power in, in, in professional sports to, you know, have, have some juice. But, I mean, these guys, the top 10 or 12 guys control the league. It's just that simple. I mean, they control the league. And, it, and, and it's just... The chase well, the top, is, but Bill, the top ten guys that are that control the league are dogs. They are dogs. To use that word. Mm, well, they're skilled dogs. Like I wouldn't, Russell Wilson. I wouldn't. The top, I, name me the top five guys in the NBA. We can go through this. Well, yeah, LeBron. He's got. He's he's not. He's not a dog. He, he he's a winner. LeBron. Uh, I'd Kevin say he's Durant, he's a dog. But LeBron, okay. Kevin Durant, James Harden, probably right now Luca and Anthony Davis. Me the top five, I think my top five this well, year. Maybe Kawhi. I guess Kawhi. Kawhi's too early to be a dog, but I think Kawhi over Luca. No, but, but Anthony did. Like coming into the league, like we can go back to like Anthony Davis. Like to Jesse's point of being coddled. Like there's a guy, Kentucky uh, national championship, um, probably was paid in college, gets all the money in the world, is the number one pick, doesn't, and is unhappy with being in New Orleans. So what does he do? He forces him his way to the Los Angeles Lakers to then win a championship. It's 100% what Jesse's saying about coddling, but like he did, he kind of like put up. 
He, 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 he turned into a dog. Yeah. But, but I mean, even to the point where like these guys get their way on everything. Yeah. Uh, but like, I, to your point, even John, called... I think, I think Anthony Davis turned into a dog because LeBron, LeBron Me? was like, look, bro, I'm We're only going to go as far as you. All, all your bullshit has to stop and you need to worry about one thing and that's winning. Yeah. Like, you don't you don't see NFL players being like we don't want the owners to be called owners anymore. We want them to be called governors. You know, you don't see shit like that in any other sport. You don't. And and it's just like they're like, "Oh, okay. Whatever you say, guys. Thanks." And they're they're coddled babies and every time you the, the league like coddles to them more and caves into them more and lets them do whatever they want. Like it, it's just going to be more and more and more and more and more every single year until the the owners, I'm sorry, the governors finally get tired of it and they lock the players out. And and then maybe things change, but the it, it's te- like the the quality of the league is so bad now compared to when we were in like middle school. 100% agree. I, I, when, when it's, we a, it's, a different, it's a different game. It's a completely different game. Which is, it, I, don't, it, I don't think it's because athletes are coddled. I think it's different basketball. No, I think it is coddled. If there, were, if there were the bad boy Pistons and there were, you know, um, um, you know I'm, I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, the Bulls, but I mean, you can't use just those two teams. The, the, great, uh, the Lakers, the Showtime Lakers, like we don't have teams like that. It's not because – it's not because everyone's caught in the league. It's because guys aren't guys aren't dogs. I hate to use the word dogs, but guys aren't dogs. Like well, they, not, no, I think the best any, example of a dog team like that is would be the Celtics. And it's, those and dudes were dogs. The one and done rule absolutely has something to do with it too, because the these kids go to college for a year. You know, they don't have to. They don't really have to do much different than what they did their last year, their senior year of high school. They dick around. They probably take one or you know just enough classes to to stay academically eligible to play, and and then they're out. Like they're not they're not honing their craft. They're not getting better. They're just like counting down the days till they can get that shoe contract and get drafted. The the biggest thing to that point probably then you would say is probably there's a a big time lack of good coaching then because all that comes down to coaching. Mm, I don't know, John, it's hard to coach a guy who's 20 making 15 million to $30 million and a coach that makes $3 million to coach. At. I mean, there's real dynamics there that I do agree that there's probably not, you know, there's not 32, you know, elite coaches in the, in the NBA, but I think it goes back to just, the caliber of player and what the league is now, like you said, like guys like Ben Simmons could get $150 million. And let's just be real. I don't think he really cares if we win or lose it on any given night. Cause he's yeah. done, goes home, plays call of duty on his professional video game league. You know, I sent the thing. I saw a thing. He did a tour of like his house with his jerseys from all the players he idolizes and his video game room. And that's his escape. And his um, cars. And yeah, like, and, 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 and that's fine. Like, it's, it, I, I'm not shitting on them because because they're I, you know I'm not game respects game I get it like that, that's what the league is now but in '92 rookies didn't make that rookies didn't even get on the court most of the time unless you were like the LeBron level prospect yeah like you had to earn your minutes and, now guys get drafted and they're starting day one they're coming in I mean 
like uh, and and they're in commercials like a guy like Max. they even sniff a court and that's what i mean like it, it's just a different league now to where they get these guys early because if you don't have a top 10 star in the nba you're basically always in a rebuild look yeah. nobody and, thinks you can win look and, michael jordan said it best players now coming out of college are paid players now are paid not on their ability they're paid on their potential and that's yeah. That's the way the league has shifted. But again, like to John's point with coaching, the difference with like football where guys can't one and done it. So you have to deal with what the coach says. You have to man up. You have to train. You have to work and you have to put your time in till you can go and get drafted. So you're putting three years into a program and the, the leverage the t- the university has is they can pull your they can pull your scholarship. And then when they pull your scholarship, they can block you from going to another school. So it's basically you put in maximum effort to either get an education if you are a good player but not great. Or if you're an elite player, you put in that work to improve your draft stock to get drafted. The NBA is completely different. Like These guys don't care. They go to college. It's a party for a year, and then they're in the NBA making millions of dollars. And that's where the thing – like you 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 have like guys like the Ben Simmonses of the world where – you know, at LSU, he did the same shit. He didn't shoot, and he didn't. He didn't care. Like, if he had a three-year, if he had to be at LSU for three years, that shit. Like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna drive to the drive to the rim every once in a while and play defense. That shit wouldn't fly. His ass would be on the bench, or he, or he would have lost his scholarship. He shot a little um, more at LSU, like not a lot, but he would shoot like ten foot jumper. He would shoot a little bit more. And everyone said like he's reluctant, but that's what LeBron like. He showed enough to where, like, he's literally regressed shooting every year since college. Like, you can watch him out shoot. He'll drive and stop from, like, eight and shoot and make some and miss some, but he was still a willing shooter. I really watch watch high school LeBron. LeBron wasn't a good shooter. He wasn't, but he's he the kept biggest shooting. dude. <laughs> now, and, and, and that's the thing. It's like, we wouldn't, I mean, we would get eventually, man, if Ben went two for 15 every game, we'd be like, what the fuck? But we would, we would take that for, like, probably a full year. Just for him to get it out of his sit, like, like yeah. that's where we're at, and it's just like I think it's, it's the fatigue, it's the Carson Wentz fatigue, we have it the is. Ben Simmons it fatigue. Is. It is. It's it the is. Claude Giroux fatigue. <laughs> it's, it's all easier to swallow. It's easier for us as a fan base, and it's just, I mean, we're just human beings. When a guy like Carson or Ben's on a rookie deal, making a couple million a year, it's like okay, they're on a rookie deal, you know, whatever. But when they get to that big boy thirty to thirty-five million a year salary, now we're all just like you're eating up a lot of our team resources. You have to be worthy of that, and you're not. And, you're just and, I, don't, not. and I don't think Joel Embiid should be um, – like the statue should get started with Joel Embiid. And like right now he's playing well. But what I would have liked to see looking back is I would have liked to see the last two years him playing like he's currently playing now in the last – the first 20 games of this season. Like that's the, to- the Joel Embiid that I he wish matured. we had. He matured. The- he, he's 25 now. He was a kid. He matured. Right, but is that is that mature? Is that a combination of maturity? Is that the combination of like you know being a father? Is that the combination of of having a, a coach that that isn't like to Jesse's point coddling you? Maybe three for three, John. It's all those things. It's having a coach that holds you accountable, who lets you know I've coached Kevin Garnett, I've coached the Hall of Fame players. This is how you become a Hall of Fame, Joe. If you want to be a Hall of Fame player, this is what you would do. You will be in shape, and we're seeing it. He's ready to go in the fourth quarter. But yeah, you're right, John. He's a father now. He's you know, and it's all these things that I think you're just. He's now. This is his. 
And this goes back to that whole thing about the fourth year. If you look at it, this is his fifth year in the league, but this is probably his fourth being healthy. Yeah. And we're now seeing that jump to be, well, he had the potential to be a superstar. Man, we're seeing it through 18 games this year. Like, he is MVP level. He's playing at an MVP caliber. He really is. And that's what we all knew he could do, and he's doing it. So the hope is, I guess, with Ben that this was his fourth year going into a fourth healthy season, that this is the year it would have been like thunder and thunder, those two. And it ain't. And (laughs) But But it's making it pretty easy for the coaching staff and the front office to decide who to keep and who to – yeah, I, I just don't know at this point now, like looking at free agents, who you would – okay, we really cert- reach for the stars with a guy like Bradley Beal, but we need another guy. You guys are right, but looking for a guy like that, looking on rosters, like guys that are available. I, I heard rumors today like Lonzo Ball and J.J. Redick are available for trade. Like, okay, but I that, I don't want that. Like, I don't want either of them now. I want uh, Benjica in uh, Sacramento we might look at. He's a power forward. He, he used to be borderline all-star, but now he's not playing a lot because they got other young guys ahead of him. He's somebody to keep your eye on because he's like an 18 in a game. He's like, you know he's like? He's a younger version of Ersan. Uh, That's who he is. He's a 6'9", 6'10", power forward who can shoot lights out when he gets hot. Like that's who we need—a guy like yeah. we need more size. I don't know. Teams like Sacramento and Minnesota, like I don't. Nothing ever comes out good comes out of like teams like that. Just, I mean, Jimmy Butler. Man, <laughs> yeah, he was more. Yeah, well, he was. That was he a brief stop there, but no, but I, well, um, but he's, he, that's a superstar we need. Yeah, yeah. I I can't like I said I can't think of anybody else. You know the David Booker's of the world. I, I think Bradley Beal's are is a reach. I don't think he's in that category. No, he um, is. He's he's probably he's a top five two guard in the league. That's I would I I would argue that, that with anybody. He might be number four or five in that top five, <laughs> but we, but looking you know, well, looking what they gave up for James Harden. You'd have to give up. I don't think Bradley Beal's worth as much as James Harden. So I think, I think the hope would be is the deal we offered to the Rockets would get it done for Beal. It would be Simmons, Thibel, and two first round picks. That's what we offered, and and the Rockets supposedly wanted a third first round and Maxi on top, and that's when the deal <laughs> fell apart supposedly. I think Simmons, Thibel, and two first round picks gets Beal, but I like Thibel a lot. Like he's one of those guys. He's he he's a perfect three and D guy off a championship kind of caliber team. He's still his third year in the league. He's young. Second year in the league. He's young. Just has that like I mean shit. He was guarding Blake Griffin, and Blake Griffin has like forty pounds on him. I don't know if you watch saw him get like like Griffin pushing him because he was getting mad at him for guarding him so hard. Like I like Thibel. Like we have so many good pieces. We just need one more star. One star. I think you. I think you said the name earlier, John. And I. I mean, there's no way we get him, but it's again the the caliber of talent, the skill set. It's like it's it's like a Trey Young. You know, and the guy's got ice in it. The kid's got ice in his veins. You mm-hmm. know, and he could just he could just go off at any moment. You know, Damian Lillard take, take over. Yeah, you know, you know yeah, that's another John. And, you know, and, you know, the hope is in another, you know, 20 games when teams fall out, what if the Blazers are 12 and 30 and they're going to trade McCollum 
maybe now we can get CJ McCollum. You know, like that's I think where we're gonna be at is like that. Like for a team that falls out of the playoffs that wants a dumb salary, maybe then we pull the trigger for a bad like some somebody like that. You know, but then I then I feel like like CJ McCollum is not your prototypical superstar. He is your he's like your Tobias Harris right now. Yes and no, but because he fills a role that I mean, look at him. He puts up over 20 a night. Like, that's what you need. Tobias doesn't do that consistently. Tobias. Okay. If I could get him for Tobias, I would be happy. Um, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and I think that's where we need to get at is like a guy that can be more consistent but can, can fill a position on, I don't know. I guess it's just glaring that we're still a piece or two away from really being a title contender. Like, we're really good. We, you know, we'll win, we'll make a run in the playoffs probably. But if we don't make a move on this team, we're a second round. Maybe we nah, can move, it's abundantly clear. A move needs to be made. A big yeah, move. Though, it, it just you know? has to. I mean, we're has one to two pieces away from saying, hey, man, we could beat the Nets in a seven-game series. Like, yep. we're that close to them. But they, I think they're just – I mean, it's all last night when they kind of focus on defense. Like, they can lock you down. Durant had four blocks. He can guard. Kyrie can guard the point like anybody else. And Harden – I mean, when they want to play, they can play. And that's the fear, like – they're going to dog it in the regular season because they're older and whatever. But come playoff time, strap it on when you play the Nets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it was years ago. KD, Harden, and Kyrie. I get it. There's one ball. But, I mean, if we even if one of them's off and like two of them are going to put up 70, 75, just two of them. Does it leave? The hope is that, like, KD can get through to those guys and be like, look, guys, there's only one ball. And I know I've been on a team where we figured out how to manage that. And just take my word for it. This is this is what it's gonna take to get it done. Believe you oh. me, if they make it to the finals against LeBron, Kyrie Irvin will play out of his mind in that series to beat LeBron. And then you got KD, who's KD, and then oh yeah, by the way, James Harden forgot about this guy. Only only the second best scorer in the league, probably. You know, that's why it's just you know, but again, again, there's one ball. You know, it's and we have good, like we have a good team. It's just we need that one piece. But I, I, I have, I have faith in Maury. I do. I think he's so do I. I have, he's here to win, and that's that's the one thing that we didn't have last year that we have this year, right? I mean, it's like we knew we were like a couple pieces away or a piece away last year, but we had no faith in. Elton, Our front office to get it done, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, we watched Elton pay Horford, and we watched, you know, it was just like, well, this is a terrible contract. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we watched him pay Toby, like, yay, Toby on a max deal. Yay, great. I mean, where, did, where did Mike Conley end up? He played, is, is, it, is he on Utah? He is, okay. He was with Memphis for a while. Yeah, I just, you know, I just, it's funny. I just looked up Memphis. I'm like, who's the star? I'm like, oh, John Moran. I forgot. Yeah, he was with Memphis for a while. Donovan Mitchell, the guy who came second in rookie of the year voting to Ben Simmons, hit his 603 pointer yesterday to Ben Simmons' three career three yeah. pointers. That, yeah. that, ought to, that ought to tell you something. 600. I think we're going to round out. College, I, think we'll, shoot. I think we'll round out this episode with that stat. Because I think it's 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 a nice it's a nice uh, way to just leave everyone thinking about let it marinate. Let it marinate until next week.
Let's let it all marinate. Let's let the Eagles coaching staff marinate. Let's let the Ben Simmons drama and what the Sixers need to do to fix that one piece marinate. So hit us up on social media if you want to marinate some more over the interwebs at 4Fit Pod. For Big John Stud, Wild Bill, yep. I'm Metal Matt, J-Lo, Fitness. Go, Bridge.